Bill O'Reilly here. It's Monday, May 6, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Robert Mueller agrees to meet with congressional leaders on Capitol Hill. Democrats taking legal action against the Attorney General. The Middle East on edge as militants fire hundreds of rockets into Israel. Kim Jong-un challenges President Trump. And total confusion at the Kentucky Derby. Also coming up, my message of the day on Joe Biden. But first now, to Washington. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has agreed to meet with congressional leaders scheduling an appearance before the House Judiciary Committee on May 15th. President Trump does not want that. The hearing was announced as top DOJ officials prepare their own report, possibly this week, on whether the FBI illegally spied on the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. Meantime, House Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler will charge Attorney General William Barr with contempt of Congress because Barr will not testify in front of his committee and apparently is holding up an unredacted version of the Mueller report. Mr. Barr does not seem too concerned, as the same thing happened to Obama AG Holder, and really nothing came of it. Over to the Middle East now, where militants have fired more than 600 rockets into Israel, killing four, injuring dozens. In response, the Israeli military launched dozens of airstrikes against terrorist targets across Gaza. The U.N., Qatar, and Egypt are offering Israel a ceasefire, and apparently that seems to be taking effect. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un defying President Trump over the weekend as the Hermit Kingdom launched multiple test missiles from so-called abandoned military sites. We'll see if talks with U.S. negotiators will resume. Major confusion at the Kentucky Derby. Did you see that? The winning horse was disqualified. Despite crossing the finish line first, maximum security was dropped to 17th place after officials said the horse blocked other horses during the race. The crowd of more than 150,000 at Churchill Downs booed the result as Country House was named the winner of the Derby a 65-1 to shot. Coming up, the message of the day on Vice President Biden. But first, if you are age 75 or older, and if you own a $100,000 life insurance policy or larger, I want you to get a pen and paper to write this information down. Many Americans are making the decision to convert their life insurance policy into cash, giving them extra money to pay off credit cards, medical bills, any number of things. Look, the economy is always dicey. Some people need cash. There's nothing wrong with that. You can get that cash if you are over 75 years old and if you have a $100,000 or larger life insurance policy. Please write this number down. 844-WE-BUY-75. It's totally free to call. Get rid of those insurance premiums. Stop paying them. Consider turning that policy into cash. The number again, 844-WE-BUY-75. 844-WE-BUY-75, W-E-B-U-Y. That's 844-WE-BUY-75. Call now, brought to you by our sponsor, Life Guide Partners. Here now, the O'Reilly Update message of the day. 
As you know, former Vice President Joe Biden is running for president against Donald Trump. Well, this weekend he campaigned in South Carolina trying to raise money. During a speech, Mr. Biden referred to British Prime Minister Theresa May as Margaret Thatcher. Uh-oh. Paging Winston Churchill? Joe Biden is 76 years old and apparently had what they call a senior moment. Biden quickly recovered and corrected himself, and the crowd laughed in a good-natured way. Now, Biden's main competition in the Democratic Party right now is Bernie Sanders. He is 77 years old. Donald Trump will be 73 in June. When Barack Obama was elected, he was just 46. John F. Kennedy, the youngest president ever elected in America, he was 43 in 1960. President Reagan, you'll remember, 73 years old when he took office. Now, in my opinion, age doesn't matter much anymore once you get past 50. It's the younger politicians you have to worry about because many of them don't know very much. Our public education system has de-emphasized history and geography. And in college, you can select the courses you want without any primary focus on your country. All the polls say people don't know what the Constitution is, how it got there, what our rights are, who the former presidents were, and what they did. The majority of Americans are very ignorant about the history of the United States. That goes for politicians as well. Now, you may know that I have written eight history books that have 17 million copies in print. And I'm astounded when I go around the country to talk about the books, how little people actually know. And that includes elected politicians. I can name names, but that would be not nice, and I wouldn't do that. But I've talked to some of the biggest people in the country, political-wise, and what they know about America is kind of frightening. For example, this country was never a peaceful place politically. Did you know that John Adams and Thomas Jefferson hated each other? when they tried to replace George Washington after his two terms in office. It was an unbelievable campaign. And if there was tweeting back then, I think both men would have embarrassed Donald Trump. That's how much loathing there was. Now, interestingly enough, when they left office, John Adams to Massachusetts, Thomas Jefferson to Virginia, they became friends. And back then, friends wrote letters to each other, affectionate letters, which both men did they figured out that the other person, which they once loathed, was a patriot, and both Adams and Jefferson forged this nation. So I'm not so worried about Joe Biden's advancing age or Donald Trump's age or Bernie Sanders. Well, that's another story because when you're an old communist, as he (laughs) apparently is, then you got to get into all kinds of other historical things. But many Americans grow wiser as they get older, while the under 50 generation here, well, they need a tutor. And that is the message of the day. For more commentary, please go to BillOReilly.com, where you can actually see me. We will be right back with something you might not know. Many financial experts believe we are in a hidden recession. And make no mistake, they are worried. Some of these experts work for the largest banks in the country, names you'd surely recognize. 
It's important to think about ways to protect your family and your finances from what could be another financial crisis. Many Americans are turning to physical gold and silver to protect their retirement accounts and life savings. And a relatively new law allows you to own physical gold and silver as part of your IRA. To get you started, the Hartford Gold Group is gifting a free silver coin to all of my radio listeners. If you are listening right now, you can get this free silver coin from the Hartford Gold Group. No purchase is necessary. All you have to do is call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD. Give them a call or text to claim your free silver gift for a limited time. 877-444-4653. Call or text today. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Air travel has become so common, we can hardly think of a world without Delta, JetBlue, or Lufthansa. But the first commercial airline in the world was a German company called Daylog. You might not have heard of it, but you've likely heard the story of their most famous aircraft, the LZ-129. In 1910, Daylog offered the world's first commercial flight. For a few hundred marks, a luxury at the time, passengers could experience the miracle of air travel. The service became so popular that within two years of its launch, the company began hiring people to serve booze, food, and snacks to passengers during the flights. Those servers are now considered the world's first flight attendants. In its first four years of operation, the airline carried more than 10,000 paying customers on more than 1,600 commercial flights. Eventually, the airline added transatlantic flights to its impressive list of services. It wasn't exactly the Concorde, but customers could now travel from Europe to the USA without an exhausting sea voyage. By the early 1930s, the company was one of the most reliable names in air travel, but that would all end on May 6, today, 1937. The LZ-129 departed from Frankfurt, Germany, on a transatlantic flight with 97 passengers on board. Upon arrival in the USA, a fire broke out. The resulting inferno claimed the lives of 36 passengers and brought the craft crashing to the ground. It was not the first air tragedy, but it quickly became the most publicized. It was an inglorious end for the pioneers of commercial flight when on this day in 1937, the LZ-129, a Zeppelin better known as the Hindenburg, was engulfed in flames and crashed into the fields of rural New Jersey. It was the end of an era in air travel. The Zeppelin's dominance in the skies had taken decades to establish, but took less than 32 seconds to come crashing down. Now a word. It takes vision and intelligence to protect yourself and your family in this very complicated world. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about a company I recommend, Wise Foods. Freeze-dried food is a modern-day miracle. It tastes good, is healthy, and get this, can be stored for up to 25 years. During Superstorm Sandy, I lost power for seven days. All my refrigerated food, done. But not my food supply from WISE. You can never really know what tomorrow may bring. But you can have peace of mind knowing that you'll be ready with all you need. 
please visit wisefoodstorage.com bill and explore their starter kits and long-term emergency food options. They're even offering free shipping plus a big discount of 25% off for my listeners. So please go to wisefoodstorage.com bill. That's me, wisefoodstorage.com bill. Or you can call 855-269-0501. That's 855-269-0501. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill O'Reilly. For more news and commentary, please go to BillOReilly.com. And please don't forget to check out my new book, Killing the SS. Remember, we are always looking out for you.